Welcome to Agile Clips, where we break down Agile into manageable pieces. In this episode, we discuss the role of the manager in an Agile environment and the difference between management and leadership. Hi, Steve. How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you, Santosh? I've been busy. Looks like uh, you have been uh, stretched thin uh, with all your new responsibilities, huh? Yes, absolutely. Right. That keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, but yes, in principle. <laughs> it's a different kind of trouble. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Talking about trouble, and I think we we have been uh, looking at this uh, topic about agile management and agile leadership. Uh, you know, I've been getting questions uh, from different people, and I thought maybe we should talk about that because there is a uh, kind of question all the time: is like, what does an agile management look like? And what I thought was maybe we should start looking at what does the Agile management do or what their primary goal is. And then we can talk about what the leadership entails. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, perfect. Let's right? do it. Okay. So I was, well, if you have thoughts, let's, let's start with that. Yeah. So, I mean, what I've seen from an Agile management perspective is that managers really have to relinquish the idea of being uh, in a kind of command and control mode. Mm -hmm. It's all about enabling the teams to thrive. And that doesn't mean to say that when you have a self-organizing team that they necessarily know how to do it off the bat. They may need help to get there. And that obviously is normally the role of a scrum master or a coach, but managers also have a, a role to play in that when they talk to their employees and so on but the the key point is that they're really staying out of the way of the 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 business of the team that's delivering and they're more focused on sort of higher level things in the organization whether it's um managing relationships between teams allocating right. people to teams and I'm, I'm sure we'll come back to it but the the main point is they really just have to get out of the mode of micromanagement Exactly. I think that's that's the, the real crux to the manage, managing in agile environment is that they need to get out. I mean, they don't have to because the there is a differentiation, difference between the uh, teams are self-organizing, but they're not self-managing. So I think the self-organizing is to say they organize themselves to get the job done, to know the value, what is stopping us, you know, what happened. The house is basically they are working through, and manager doesn't need to be there because unless they run into trouble, so that uh, no, so there is some outside of the outside of their control, then the manager steps in. So I think there is that that distinction between managing the you know, self-managing versus self-organizing. Mm -hmm. Good point. Manage, yeah, the manager are needed to help manage the team. And for example, there is some interpersonal issues. That's where 
managers need to come into picture if there is a stakeholder relationship that needs to be managed that's where managers come into picture so because sometimes even the scrum master may not be able to manage the uh, stakeholders you know it, it needs a next level management to who can influence things and also one of the other things that i've seen is the managers are actually working with the stakeholders to um, encourage them to join into this uh, whole feedback loop so that they can see what they are getting on a regular basis, basis so that they are not waiting till the end so it's it's a almost like a, a relationship building in management managers uh, realm of things that's right and of course it's very difficult for managers because usually they come from a technical background and you know the expression that people rise to their level of incompetence <laughs> so often people come with a very technical background and now suddenly they're being asked to do something rather different yeah it's like they're not uh, managing people <laughs> and they're like what do i do with this <laughs> correct and there'll be a huge tendency to want to really dive into the technical details of what the team is doing but that's really where they have to keep keep away from it and let the teams do what yeah. they they have to do and of course they can be helped but they should really not be told exactly what to do the help should be more right. by asking the right questions to make people figure things out for themselves right and i think that's also uh, one of the books that was i need to go back and see which one was that is that, you know they they mentioned this very clearly is that you know people are um, they are themselves very good at the technical you know, they might be the best coder or designer or architect whatever they are and they are the organization is built that way that they are promoted to the managers level now all of a sudden they have nothing no knowledge no experience in that and now they are managing people so it creates a challenge for them and for the people being managed so it's uh, there may be a, a different way of looking at it is the managers are may not have to be technical folks they could you know the leaders the leadership could come into the picture but you know that's that's another thought that is going on that that managers may not have to be rising within the team you know there is a people manager issue how to provide a good environment how to provide career goals of the team, of the team members and things like that uh, relationships and, and and also the second thing that i also saw uh, in that uh, manager's role is strategic thinking if they are coming from the technical background they need to expand their thinking into the next level up in the sense that how strategically things are being uh, organized for intake so what are the new things coming down the road so that your teams are ready for it they may need they may need some training they may need some new tools they may need some uh, coaching or something of that nature so that the team can get better for or get ready for what's coming down the pipe and that vision is coming from the management or managers so there are a couple of things that the managers conventional managers versus agile managers will have to change their uh, mindset from that point of view definitely i was just thinking about something on the previous point that we talked about which uh, 
was my father used to be um, a director in a uh, English company like a Bloomingdale's except they they also had a big food department and I was always surprised when he would tell me oh this person has been moved from the men's clothing department to run cheese (laughs) (laughs) and at first it seemed so strange you'd think you need someone running the department that knew all about cheese but actually no I mean they learned that as they went along but the main thing is they were just very effective managers and you had to deal with people and you had to deal with the organization then you had to prioritize things and and you know things like that so so there may be a uh, different set of managers might have to be there to you know provide that guidance or that kind of a uh, service to the organization so that they don't have to come through the teams. I mean, they could, but there is another aspect to it. And the other thing is, I think uh, teams are not, you know, they are coders, they are deliverable, they are you know, workhorses. They sometimes are having difficulty articulating to the stakeholders as to what this, what are they building that brings the value to them and how is this value being generated. Either the POs can do it or the managers could help in that whole sense that because they should be able to translate what the teams are doing and how that article that fits into the bigger picture of business value. I think that's another aspect that uh, teams struggle and that's where managers could uh, put some different uh, spin to it. Yeah, I would certainly hope that the product owner would be able to do that. But you're right, in certain situations, um, especially internal IT departments, things like that, often the work is, um, you know, may just be infrastructure changes, the, yeah. all kinds of things that could be going correct, on correct. that are valuable to the organization and may not even be in the purview of the product owner. There can either be a side effect or or just Correct. something that's being done in parallel. Yeah, it's like, especially when we see technical stories being written. So what is that technical story doing to the bigger picture? And why do you need certain structures built or you know, APIs written or whatever that thing is? And articulating that to the business side, even to the PO, would be a, a good role for manager to make sure that that gets linked so that people don't feel disconnected <laughs> from, mm-hmm. from both the sides. Yes. And the other, other thing is looking at, at I think you, you mentioned earlier somewhere that you know, management needs to look at the risks and you know, where, where the uh, risks are coming from. Uh, in safe, they say, uh, roaming the risks and either resolve or own or assume or delegate, you know, so or mitigate it. So that kind of aspect of every risk or any unknowns, how do you manage that? I think that's where the managers really come into picture, so that the team's comfort level of something that they don't know or there is they perceive that as a risk has been at least handled and disposed of, so that they know they are not. Um, they are not going to. It not, it's not going to blow up on their face down the road. So I think that's one of the uh, tricks that manage management can or managers can do from that side of things. 
Yeah, I think a lot has to do with uh, just generally the maturity of the team. So if you have a team with very mature developers, I mean, it doesn't have to be a software development, but anyway, if you have very experienced people on the team, they can also be doing some of these things and just intuitively knowing when the team is doing something that's not efficient or making a bad decision. But there are also many cases where you have a much younger team with less experience. And it is really the the managers who have the experience, even though they're not supposed to be interfering with the team, just being there and being able to answer questions like this or provide some guidance or help people to think about how they should go about doing things. Again, not command and control, not telling them do this, do that, but have you thought about this or have you uh, tried exactly. that before? Have yeah. you tried that before and what happened? Do you think that yeah, was a good yeah. result? So that kind of approach can be very effective also in yeah. just growing the, the, the maturity of the team. Yeah. And that's Especially when, when you know by uh, their experience or whatever their expertise, they can say, hey, don't go this way because it creates problems this way. Instead, this is a better option for this situation. Now, people can have different dialogue about it, but at least making team aware of those things is what they become like a consultant or a subject matter expert into that whole thing. But, you know, that brings up the next part I was talking about, what we were thinking earlier was that there is a notion of leadership and the leadership and management are not the same. The leadership can come from anywhere. It could be from managers, but... Uh, it could be within the team. There could be, at, at certain point, a different leader can uh, you know, surface based upon the situation. You know, It could be an architect who can decide or leave the team saying that, oh, this is what we have to do because of uh, no, enterprise architecture lays out this way, and that's why we need to go this way. So they are, can learn that. On the contrary, there could be a, 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 a star developer that can be the lead for a certain period of time because you have to have certain style of uh, development and the code writing and testing and those kind of things. So, uh, you know, in that book that I was mentioning, you know, they said something about um, empty chair team where that empty chair can be occupied by different people based on the activity or the circumstances there that the team is working on. And that could be the leader. And that that is where you know, subject matter experts or experience or innovation or whatever that is, that's where the leadership comes in. And that's why people assume that managers are the leaders. Well, they could be, but they're not the only leaders. So I think that's the distinction that I've, I've seen happening uh, at multiple levels and even at, at um, product owner or chief product owner or even the intake level, we see that uh, different leaders come in at different time of the uh, intake process or even uh, when the uh, strategic planning is being done. So leaders can be anywhere. I actually think that's one of the manager's roles is to help everybody in the team be a leader in their own right. Correct, correct. And recognizing that there is a leadership here and somebody has uh, capacity or capability to lead and encourage them to get there. So I think that's that's the 
other aspect of it. I heard recently uh, an expression that a leader is someone who causes a future to happen that would have not otherwise happened. Wow, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I never heard that before. That, that, that makes sense. That really yes, makes sense. so that's where I, I kind of feel that at least traditionally in a waterfall environment, the the manager wouldn't be necessarily the person who had the ideas or was the the leader, but they would definitely be helping on the execution side to try and you know go from a vision to make something happen. But again, in the agile world, it's really up to the team, and the manager should be doing everything possible just to enable the team and not be necessarily involved in the day-to-day business um, that's true. basis. That is true. And I think that's the other part is the ideas or the, the innovation comes from the bottom up because the people who are actually delivering know what it takes to get certain things done instead of just, you know, when there are ideas coming from the um, you know, business side, but actually how to get that done and what it would be a better way of doing it, or once they understand what the intent of what they are doing is, then they can go about at a much um, practical or pragmatic way. So the leaders really comes, the thought leaders, as we call it, come from the organically with the with the teams. And we have seen this happening quite a few times. Uh, when I was in, in uh, India, there was a, this team, uh, the guy, I mean, this person was uh, coming out of school and they they were struggling. And all of a sudden, he came up with a, uh, he looked at the database structure and he was like, why are we doing this? Why can't we just take a small section of this and build the tables around that? And everyone was looking at each other and like, wow, how come we never thought of that? <laughs> But it's, it is really thinking out of the box and thinking on a creative way of looking at it. And he led that effort, got it done. I, I thought that was pretty interesting to see the, the some, somebody who had never been into this environment coming up with the new ideas. Yeah, actually, sometimes it's people who come from the outside who can be more creative. Correct. Just because they're, they're coming at it with fresh eyes and don't have preconceived notions. Right, and they don't have a bias against uh, certain things. Correct. But a lot of this discussion is really reminding me of the book Turn the Ship Around by David Marquette. Oh, yes. And um, I think it's really well worth uh, encouraging our listeners to go and pick up that book. It's a wonderful book. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I think uh, he was here in the Bay Area about three years back when he had just uh, released that book. And some of the things that, that he showed as to how to motivate the team, how leaders or managers were motivating the team by uh, creating, you know, making their work visible. And that was like, they, you know, he, he took the worst performing submarine to the best performing submarine. That, yeah, and yeah, it's actually the tagline of the title is a true story of turning followers into leaders exactly so very much in line with what we were saying yeah yeah and i think that's where the agile managers really um, shine in the sense they recognize it and that's where the true quality of the agile manager looks like yeah and i've definitely had 
worked with managers in the past, a couple of them really come to mind who, you know, looking back, I think they were just enlightened individuals. They really understood this whole idea of being there to encourage people and give them the freedom and grow them from a career perspective, but really staying out of the technical decisions, Mm -hmm. um, which they could have, they were amply able to, provide that kind of guidance but they were really making an effort not to do it so the team could grow you know it was interesting i I was at one client where the product owner used to be a developer and he had moved to the product ownership side and uh, when we were you know there was the first time he was going into that and he had so much uh, desire to get into the house of things (laughs) So I had to almost pull him back all the time, like, just stick to what and why. <laughs> Don't go into houses. <laughs> and the only time when he actually jumped in was people were stuck and arguing and all that. And then finally he said, well, I'm the product owner. Uh, let's make this go this way first. And you will see why I'm doing this. So it was, uh, I thought, you know, you would make a good manager. Don't even go into product ownership. Go into the management. <laughs> So I think I think after two years he left and started his own company. Looks like, but uh, yeah. yeah. The other thing about these uh, two managers, which I thought was wonderful, was they were they were really forgiving of any errors that were made within the teams. I don't want to say their necks were on the line, but they kind of were. <laughs> One of them was the the leader of uh, the engineering organization in a business unit, significant business unit. And um, if the team really screwed up, he never blamed anybody. He just worked with the team to say, okay, I think we need to have a process for doing this. We should do that. Please alert me if things are going wrong well in advance, things like that. But it was just totally blameless organization and people really thrived in it. Yeah, and I think it's it's more of uh, what did we learn from this mistake? You know, if the managers can start focusing as to what we learn and uh, don't, you know, anybody can make a mistake, but giving that air cover and making the environment safe to the team, then the team flourishes. And that's a big mindset change um, to any conventional managers, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, management style, I guess, and then it takes time. You know, it it takes uh, self discipline. Yeah, and actually, that's even I would say another role of the agile manager is, especially during this transition from a waterfall approach to say Scrum, their role is includes talking to their superiors and forewarning them that there could be challenges ahead. So right, maybe, right. you know, initially we'll get less done because the team is going through this transitional period. But when we come out at the other end, things will be much, much better. Beginning of this uh, adoption, always there is a trough. You know, the productivity goes down, people are learning, and then it starts coming up. And providing that uh, visibility and encouragement to the superiors is the really skill set for the managers as, mm-hmm. as they say you know now the managers should stop managing uh, below 
they should manage up instead of manage <laughs> down. <laughs> because really, that's where the real skill comes in, is how you manage your own manager. And that's where the, the manager's management team needs to come, come from, that side of things. Well, I think we got some good good discussion points here. Uh, awesome. This was fun. Yeah, it is. Some, it's some, a, it's some a very, very interesting. Discussion, interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting topic because we see all the the things that people do incorrectly and the ones who do it really well. And so to be able to talk about that and kind of share yes. our experiences is pretty cool. Awesome. Cool. Great. Right. Thanks, Santosh. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.